Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. Pastor Joe here, and I'm excited to be bringing to you uh, the latest sermon in our Lent series again and again. Uh, this is from the wonderful Curriculum by A Sanctified Art. And this week we had the pleasure of hearing from uh, Pastor Kristen Joyner. Uh, pastor Kristen is our pastor for community engagement here at Bothell. And she brought forth a message that inspired us and challenged us even uh, to think about what needs to fall in order for new life to flourish. And she uh, invites us to think not only of change, but in reformation, uh, to think about life after the change. It's an awesome sermon. I encourage you to check it out. So check it out here. We've had a lot of changes lately. Again and again, we learn that change is just a part of life. And I know that some of us are people who say, I don't like change. And even me saying the word change makes you tense or worried. But I'm excited today to talk about change in a way that will change the way you think about change. And so I promise you'll feel better after the sermon. If you are here in person, you've seen a big change at the west end of our parking lot. For you online, I'm, I'm going to describe it. The property at the west end of our parking lot used to be under our care. That property, ever since we've been stewards of it, has been zoned for five single-family homes. But until recently, it didn't have any homes on it. But today, you can see it has five large single-family homes. But there's something that you can't see unless you know where to look. And that is that when we sold that property, we made sure that the developer would put in an accessory dwelling unit, known as an ADU, in each of the homes. That means that each of those five homes includes what some might call a mother-in-law apartment. It's a fully self-contained unit with a separate entrance. So families that own those homes will be able to rent it out or home extended family members. We made sure that that development could in one small way increase the inventory of smaller housing units in our area. So we could call that a change. But after reflecting on today's scripture and really this whole sermon series with sanctified art, I think what we really need to understand is reformation. You see, I think I've been missing an opportunity by not fully understanding when change is really reformation. See, I'm a person who, who said, I, who always thought, I like change. I find change exhilarating and life-giving. Life that change is where we can create and be creative. Like I use the words, change is healthy, change is good. But here's the problem with change. Change doesn't offer the life that comes after the change. What I know now is that what I love is reformation. I find it exhilarating and life-giving. Reformation, reformation, reforming. Jesus comes to this point of knowing, knowing that in order to enjoy the harvest, using the term that we know as to bear fruit. In order to bear much fruit, 
first would mean dying. There can't be any enjoyment of a harvest unless a seed is first planted. And that seed can't be planted unless the grain falls to the ground and dies. Although it doesn't really die, does it? There's some life in that germ, in that old grain that's just waiting to germinate. The grain and the germ in the grain doesn't just change. It's reformed. It takes the, the letting go of its old form to become a new form, something we can then enjoy in the harvest. So that impending death of the grain, while it seems so sad, it turns brown and dry and dehydrated and it falls to the ground. But when it does that, new life can come. Jesus, tragically sad and his soul deeply troubled, wonders if it must come to this. Does he fight against this unjust punishment to come? No. He says, it's for this reason that I have come to this hour, to glorify God, that even in dying, even in Christ's dying, there will be new life, that Jesus' death would bear much fruit. God is present in the dying, and God is in the fruit. Do you hear this? Death and dying isn't the end. It's from that death and dying that there's fruit. It leads to a reformation, to reforming. Much commentary has been written about this idea in verse 25 that was read today about losing your life so you can have eternal life. It sounds so esoteric and existential and it's difficult. How are we supposed to hate our lives so much that, that we leave it all behind? Most of us shouldn't. Most of us can't. Most of us don't want to do that. Our lives have formed us to this point. Our lives yesterday, last year, when we were children, all of that is a part of who we are. How do we just die to that? Let's not make it complicated. This very important text has to do with us understanding that some things pass away so that they can be reformed into something new. This is not just change. This is being reformed. Getting out of our own way. Getting out of our stuckness. Getting out of the way of God so that we can participate in the reformations that God has planned. Reformed is taking what is there and making it into something better, something pertinent, something needed, something refreshed. So change isn't what we're talking about. Change is like, like the time change. The earth still rotates the same. The sun still shines the same amount. Changing the time doesn't, doesn't change how often that happens. It just means you call sunset 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. or sunrise 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Nothing is really reformed. Reformed is so much more. 
So what if we think about the times of change as times of reformation? Doesn't that feel better? And look at this. Raise your hands, online or in person, if in your life you've had something in your life that you considered a change. Nicole talked about it, right? Right? Most of us have had a change in our life. But you see, here you are today. You lived through that change, and you're here today to talk about it. Something in you is now reformed. So it wasn't just a change. Maybe it was a reformation. Because really, whatever really just goes away, whatever was is something that became a part of us. It continues to live in us. It becomes a part of our memory, our pain, our joy, our grief, our celebrations. All that has happened is still a part of us. So we become reformed and we live through it and we become something new. This text invites us in this reflection about what we need to let pass away so that something new can come when something is full to the brim, nothing new can be added. If your closet is full of winter clothes, summer's coming, but you won't be ready for summer unless you get rid of some winter clothes. You need to get rid of your winter clothes to be prepared for summer, for what's coming. So, so, you, so when our thoughts and practices are full of what we've always done, there's no room for what we could become. And here's the beauty of reformation, the letting go, the passing on, the dying doesn't mean it's gone forever. You hear that? The passing on doesn't mean it's gone forever. What it means is it's become a part of us, maybe a lesson for us, maybe a motivation for us, and it causes or directs us to make room for the reforming. Many years ago, a woman told me that she didn't like change. She didn't like to hear that we need to change because she, she got this message that if we need to change, then we've been doing it wrong. And she didn't want to be wrong. She'd rather be right. And if it was right, then we wouldn't have to change. But reformation, this grain falling to the ground so a seed can germinate, is not about right or wrong. It's about getting out of the way of God's purposes. The past has brought us to today, and we can make sure that we're joyfully going to participate in God's future, whatever that brings. The fruit will come when the grain falls to the ground. That property west of here was part of a reformation. The proceeds are waiting to be placed into a project in downtown Bothell, answering God's call to be a part of the solution to this affordable housing crisis. Our Bothell urban team is diligently continuing the reforming of that land into housing in a project in partnership with Habitat for Humanity. We're still in conversations with the city of Bothell about the land near Popkini Stadium. Our Bothell Community Kitchen has undergone a reformation. Using the same people and resources, passions and gifts, 
The team now makes meals, individually packages them, and delivers them to shelters and a safe parking lot for people who are living in their cars. They do this instead of serving a congregate meal as we had faithfully done for 10 years. They may reform in the future, always with prayerful considerations for God's purposes. Last week, Pastor Joe asked us if the way we see the world needs to change. If we need to change what we value or who we value, what changes need to happen so that we truly claim God as the ruler of the beloved? He invited the hard work of naming where we're complicit and to repentance, forgiveness for others and ourselves. This is the grain falling to the ground, the reformation that is offered to us in Christ. We take with us our past, we take with us our learnings, we take with us the knowledge of where we've been and we use that to reform for fruit. We adjust and we compensate, which allows us to become affirmative in places where we've been negligent. We put aside our ego, making room to center God. We get rid of this baggage of greed, realizing that true wealth isn't in our pocketbooks. We halt competitiveness in a realization there doesn't need to be losers. We turn away from this lust of material goods, making room for true good. We let go, grateful of tough lessons and all that was. We let the grain fall. God was in our past. God is with us again and again. God is in our presence. And God is in our reformation. May it be so. Amen. All right, so that was the latest sermon in our sermon series again and again as we navigate through this Lent season. A lot more to come. Uh, next Sunday, we'll be celebrating Palm Sunday, and so uh, we'll be preaching from a uh, the Gospel of John, where Jesus enters into Jerusalem on a donkey. Uh, we have a Monday-Thursday service on Thursday, a Good Friday experience on Friday. And we'll come again on Sunday to uh, celebrate the resurrection. After that, busy, busy week ahead. Uh, but we hope and trust that uh, God will be with you through it all as we navigate all the emotions of Holy Week. Uh, come back again next week as we uh, share our sermon from Palm Sunday. Um, until then, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you.